Hello, my friends. Brett Patterson coming at you with Brian Hunsaker, Spencer Nelson from the financial capital of the West. And Spencer is in the great Cash Valley, Utah. Um, coming at you on Zoom today. Zoom, because we're all in different places and we, we really wanted to in the midst of um, a, ver- a lot of volatility, we'll just say that. We wanted to get a podcast out to everybody today and didn't want to wait. So we are using Zoom. So Brian Spencer, everything good? Doing all right. We're doing okay, <laughs> Brett. We're uh, it's it's a tough day in the market, but we're we're doing okay. All right, let's talk about the market because that's what everybody's wondering about. And I'm going to share with you my screen for every, anybody watching on video, and then we'll we'll talk about what we're sharing. But if I share my screen here, I'm going to bring you to uh, year-to-date returns. And I've got a couple different asset classes up here. We've got the S&P 500. We've got the NASDAQ. We've got uh, the core bond index. Uh, AGG is the ETF. And then we've got 20-year treasuries. And I wanted to highlight year-to-date returns and everything just to illustrate a point. The S&P 500 year-to-date is down 13.59%. The NASDAQ year-to-date is down 22%. It's about 25% off its highs, but year-to-date is down 22%. Now, here's the crazy thing that hasn't happened since 1920, I've read, which is bonds are off to their worst start to a year since 1920. And the aggregate bond index is down 10.79%. Uh, from its highs, it's down equivalent to the S&P 500. And the 20-year treasury, where a lot of people go to find safety, is down 22.5%, more than the NASDAQ year-to-date. So really, the, guys, there's been no place to hide right? for investors. Bonds or stocks, there's been nowhere to go. And Brian, you you said, well, let's take a look at a one year. Well, here's your one year chart. Bonds are over the last one year have significantly underperformed the markets, down 11 percent and 17 percent compared to the market, which has given up all its year's gains and is down. So, first off, basically. Basically, the S and P's flat over the last twelve months mm-hmm. versus bonds down between ten and fifteen percent, and the Nasdaq's down about six percent. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it, it goes back to what we've said about bonds, and I don't want to harp on that. Right? We haven't liked bonds for a long time. This is why, because we knew the perfect storm was brewing. But I think the the more important thing here, Brian, and I'm, I'll turn to you first, is um, investors, you, you know, are nervous, no matter who you are, you're nervous. And so speak to what's happening in the market right now. And with all this chaos happening, I mean, the, the, the NASDAQ Spencer, you're, you might be looking at it right now down five and a half percent today. Is that, is that what you're seeing? Yeah. 5.7 is where I, I saw it a second ago. So closer to 6% today, almost, almost 6% down today. So 
Always. Brian, a lot of nervous people. Um, what what would you tell them, or 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 what are we doing at Iron Gate? More importantly, for our clients' money. Yeah, great question. I had a conversation earlier this week um, with a customer, an um, older customer that's uh, kind of new to investing, and uh, she called me and asked if she should get out of the market. Um, she saw her account go down over the last month, a significant amount. And uh, I told her, I said, no, I, I don't think you should get out. And I, and I opened up, I looked at her portfolio, I brought her portfolio up and I said, you know, I've named off a half dozen of the companies that we own. And she recognized those names. She knew those names. She, you, she was a customer of many of those companies. And I asked her, so do you think these businesses will be around three to five years from now, 10 years from now? And she says, oh yeah. And I said, well, you know, that's, that's probably the biggest reasons why you don't sell into this. These are great businesses that will be around for a long term, long time. Um, I often talk about how long I've been doing this. I've been through a couple of these major corrections, the dot-com era in the early, the late nineties, 2000, the, the financial crisis. And you guys have experienced a lot of that yourselves. And I, you know, I've never bought into the idea that you can time the market, get out of the market and then get back in with any sort of success. And my experience has taught me to own high quality businesses and own them over a long period of time. And yes, you have to accept a, a, a certain amount of volatility to reap those rewards by owning these, by owning businesses, be invested in stocks, invested in businesses, be invested in the stock market. But I believe, and I am not selling my own stocks. Here's the other thing. I'm not, I have not sold a single share. I've been buying, if any, you know, I've been buying a little bit lately and uh, I had to, we had another client text me and said, Hey, do you guys still like Amazon? And I said, yeah, now this is not a recommendation, but I went out and bought him a little bit this morning, yeah. bought a yep. little bit more. So, you know, that, that's our attitude. And then what's really happening back to that question. People are, in, are nervous about inflation and interest rates. Those are the really two critical issues that people are paying attention to. Investors are paying attention to is rising high inflation and rising interest rates. Let's let's take a look at that for those that are on the screen while we can, while we have a screen. Inflation rate, 8.54%. 8, the next inflation um, you know, CPI number will come out next uh, Wednesday, May 11th. So we'll see if this is peak or if it's going up. So you mentioned inflation. There it is. Of course, you see your mortgage rates there as well, climbing higher. And then here's the interest rates over here on the right-hand side that you mentioned. So the 10-year, almost 3%. So, And six months ago, not six months ago, just a couple of months ago, that 10-year treasury was at one and a half. Spencer, you know that. What was it at six? Yeah, it wasn't very long that it was at 160 basis points. So 1.6. And, and Brett, that's um, just because there's a little bit of lag, but the 10-year the treasury is now at 3.07 is where the 10 years at. But back in November, it was at 1.53. So it's basically doubled in the last six months. And um, 
So that's, you have concerned, yeah. You have, especially with I think this inflation number, right? Because the media is focusing on that eight, eight and a half percent inflation, over eight and a half percent inflation. Uh, my wife, who does all the shopping in the home, uh, she keeps overhearing conversations at the grocery store where couples are shopping and they're saying, Nope, you can't buy that, you know, it's too expensive. Or you can't do this, it's too expensive. We've got to save our money. And you you talk to people to pumping their cars or trucks with gas it's the same thing like there's a fear because of this inflation which we're we're seeing and that fear obviously has made its way to the market but but you're telling people even with rising interest rates and an inflation rate you, you know don't sell the stocks you have um yeah, that's that's the message right or buy more is that what yeah, I listened to the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting. I'm Spencer, you need to chime in here, but I listened to the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting this past weekend. And uh, one of the questions that Buffett and Munger got was about market timing. And Buffett basically said, I've never been a good market timer. In fact, I'm a terrible market timer. What we're reasonably good at is identifying good value, a place to put our money where we think we'll get more back in the future, a, a return on our money in the future. He says, I he feels like he's reasonably good at that. And he's, he's never sold stocks based on what he thinks the market might do tomorrow, the next week, or even the six months of the next year. It's about identifying good businesses and recognizing you own a business and, um, and sort of, not forget that, you know, that there's market volatility. There is, you have to accept that, but um, it's just really, really important to understand you own, you own a business that if that business has a bright out, bright future, bright outlook, um, that makes a lot of sense. And so, you know, when he talks about that kind of stuff, that just, re, that just reassures me and what, with what we are doing for our customers. We're, we own great businesses. We're buying high quality. We feel like those businesses will be worth more five years, 10 years down the road and to stick to, you know, stick to the plan. Yeah. So, you, so you talk about Warren Buffett, um, you know, buy high quality businesses, which is, which is our approach. And, and going back the last 15, I don't know, 20 years, I don't know if I've seen Warren Buffett be more active in the market. Brian, what have you seen with Warren Buffett right now? What is he doing? with his own money, right? And I say this because actions speak louder than words. And so what, what has Buffett been doing? He's been buying. In fact, yesterday, uh, he, they bought another chunk of Occidental Petroleum uh, just yesterday. I think it was several billion dollars worth more of Occidental. He's been buying Chevron. Uh, he's been buying back in the first quarter of this year, they bought back uh, uh, Berkshire stock. So over the last two years, he's been putting money to work. I think, from my observation, more aggressively than he has really the last 20 years. And my thought process is it's because holding cash in an inflationary environment is probably the worst investment that you can own, that you can have. And so he's putting money to work. So his cash doesn't, his cash is working for him, where if you own a lot of cash, that money if you think about it, owning a dollar, you know, owning, say you had a hundred thousand dollars a year ago and you got 8% inflation. So you have let, you know, you have 92%, 91, 92% uh, 
purchase, you know, the same kind of purchasing power as you did a year ago, just by owning cash because of, you know, eight or 9% inflation. So that's what inflation will do to you. It robs your purchasing power over time. And uh, where if you own a good business and has pricing power, which I absolutely believe we do, um, you have the ability to, to maintain purchasing power with those investments. Yeah. So uh, one other thing I'd like to, to share on my screen, but it, to set that up, you, you mentioned over time, you used that phrase over time, right? And in the midst of a day where S&P 500, I mean, um, or the NASDAQ's down 6%, S&P, what's the S&P down right now, Spencer? Like 4%, three, three and a half? Four, let's see where it's at right now. It's down four, down four, uh, four. Oh, right here. It's on my screen. Three, five right now in yeah. the moment. And um, is, yeah, almost to six. So it's accelerating. The VIX is up 27%. Like it's total chaos. But to your point, Brian, over time, here's an S&P chart you know, going back to, uh, I mean, the fifties and you can see all these little blips and here's where we are right now. So as you, as you kind of take a step back and you say, okay, well, over time, where are we? Well, we're this tiny little blip on the radar right here, which in comparison is nothing. That's not uh, to make light of where we are, but it helps yeah, from a perspective. Yeah, for sure. In perspective, it, you know, it's like you said, it, there's the ebbs and flows of the market. And on days like yesterday, everyone loves the market. And on days like today, everyone hates the market. <clears throat> and when I say everyone, I'm, I'm making a general statement. But as I was talking to a client and um, and the challenge is if if you're wanting to get five, six, seven, eight, nine percent returns, there's a price to that. I mean, that's just the reality of the way the world works, the way investing works, the way anything works. There's a price that you have to pay to get that. And we were looking at returns over the last few years, and the returns have been solid the last few years in the market in general and Iron Gates portfolios. Yeah. You know, you can't you can't be happy with a 15% return one year. And then not expect there to be a price at times for that, you know, 15% one year. And it's no, a great point. No, no one likes to pay the price. I don't like to pay the price. I mean, you don't, no, no one does, but that if, if, if we're not, and, and Buffett says it, if we're not willing to pay the price, then we should have our money in a bank account and earning 0.25% interest, but then also being eroded with 8% inflation. So, you know, we're losing money, but, but that honestly is, is investing in the stock market brings volatility. And though it, it stinks to do it, there, there's a price and the reward on the other side, as long as you own these great businesses, uh, it, in my mind is well worth it. But these days aren't fun, obviously. No one likes them, but, oh. but it's, it's, like, it's like running 17s in basketball. I hated running 17s, but guess what? There was a price I paid to want to be able to have success and, and it stunk. And days like today, that's the way I view it is these are the days that I, I have to pay the price. And uh, I think our, our clients and investors in general have to pay the price if they want to have success in the future. Yep. 
Yeah, these are these are tough times. There's no no doubt. I mean, I don't want to, anybody to think that we're making light of the current situation. We take, you know, we, we take our jobs very seriously and it's, it's difficult when you have a day like today and you know, the, your accounts down four or five, four or five, 6%, something like that, or we're down, you know, double digits on the year. Those are, those are difficult times, uh, no doubt. Um, but you know, during the financial crisis, that was another difficult time. And uh, you, you just, you know, my attitude was, you know, we're going to get through this, going through the financial crisis, we're going to get through this. And um, we stuck with our investments and we did, and it turned out to be the right move. And we say this all the time, you know, if you look at the history of the stock market, look at the history of economic activity in America and industry and, and business in general, business has continued to grow and build over time, despite a lot of challenging times in the past. We've, we've had a lot of difficult times and world wars and um, financial crises, high inflation. You, you look at the inflation during the 70s and early 80s. Yeah. Um, that was a really difficult time. I was in, you know, I was in junior high and high school and well, was in the high school in the early eighties. And I remember high inflation, but don't remember the impact on my own pocketbook. I didn't have any money invested. Uh, and so inflation just kind of went over the top of my head. I didn't understand it at that point, but we've, we've been through these period of times before, and we will get through this. I believe that the best approach is to own, again, we keep talking about this, own just great high quality businesses with pricing power that will be able to fight off inflation through just the, their d- demand in their products and services. And um, so, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's a very difficult time. No, no doubt. And, and uh, no one likes this. We don't like it ourselves, but nope. um, you know, I, 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 yeah, the last thing I would just say is, oh, go ahead. I just the last thing I would say is if you look out, you know, 10 years from now and you know, look at your the port, your portfolio businesses, I think you'll say, yeah, 10 years from now I'll probably be I'll probably be fine. Now maybe that sounds like too far ahead in the future, but you know, even 5 years from now I feel pretty confident um, that uh, we'll look back on this time and say, yeah, it's, it was a difficult time, but it was probably a good time to be putting money to work, putting money, you know, and staying invested, not selling. Buffett's always said, if you, if you sell stocks, when stocks go down, you shouldn't own stocks. You really. And I told that to this client I talked to, I mentioned earlier today um, that really, if you're, if you're inclined to sell your stocks, you're in business, you know, that you own when mar- when prices go down, then, you know, you probably shouldn't be invested in stocks. And uh, you should really really long-term investments. Yep. Spencer, I can't see you, but I heard you. Yeah. One other thing I was going to say. It was just the concept of on days like today, I've never talked with someone who a year out from that day has said, I'm glad I sold my stocks. I, you know, I, I, I've never heard, I honestly haven't. I've always heard people say either I'm glad I didn't sell 
or man, I wish I wouldn't have sold because the hard part is when you get out, you don't know when to get back in. And that's the really hard part. No one has any idea if the market's going to go down another percent tomorrow or go up a percent tomorrow. And it really is focusing on the businesses, like Brian said, and saying, are these businesses going to continue to do well in the next three years, five years, 10 years? But the regrets generally I've heard, in fact, I can say all the time when I've heard the regrets, it's been, I, I got too emotional and I panicked in the moment. Yeah. Yep. And that, that brings up the, the last point I'll make is right now, this market is 95% behavioral. And what I mean by that is Spencer, to your point, right? You, you got to check your emotions. You need a calm, you need to be calm. You need to look out five, 10, 15 years. Yeah. Volatility is the price you pay for returns. Howard Marks always says, Spencer, to your point, but you've got to be calm and just not make mistakes right now and, and getting rid of everything and moving into cash. We would consider one of those mistakes, but uh, it, checking your bit, checking your emotions, right? You have to do it as hard as it is. But as we look out, Spencer, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now, what we've done with some clients uh, that have financial plans is you're, you and Matthew are reviewing those financial plans with people to help them understand and, and, and more or less, and you can tell me, remind them of where they stand and that they're going to be okay if they've already planned for it? Is that, talk to me about that approach from looking up 500,000 foot view as to where people are. Yeah, when I, I met with a client just recently and obviously the market, it's not, it wasn't today, but the market has been down on the year so far. And so they expressed some concern about the plan and they're, they asked the question, well, is the plan is my probability of success within my financial plan, is it contingent on me, you know, getting 9% a year on, you know, like I've gotten previously the last 10 years or something. And, and we had to help explain to them, no, it's not. That when we're designing a plan, we build in downside scenarios. And when I say downside scenarios, I'm talking about recessions, no growth, high inflation, the software has the capability for us to build these types of scenarios in. And in terms of a simulation, include them when we're calculating probabilities of success. And so for people that have plans that we've done and we've been like, hey, you're in a good place, you can feel confident about that. And you're like, well, what about now? Guess what, we've already taken these types of situations into account and your probability of success calculated those, the probability of those things happening into it. So yes, you are still okay um, in your plan. And for those who don't have a plan, that's where it's the opportunity to see. Oh, we just lost him. I'm gonna finish this sentence. It's the opportunity to get a plan <laughs> from Spencer Matthew. So- I was uh, on that. I was on that call yesterday uh, oh, were you? with these clients. Yeah. Oh. And uh, the plan does build in these scenarios and that's why it's important to have a plan. Yep. And that's why it's important that any money you have invested in the market is not money you're going to need over the next two or three years. It's money that's five, three, five, 10 years down the road. 
you know, and uh, that's why it's important. We keep telling people that over and over again, you know, this is not a, this is not a short-term game. It's not a game, you know, and uh, one of the things that you brought up and Spencer brought up is, you know, regret, people have regrets over time about, you hear people, oh, I lost money during the financial. We hear that, all, you know, from time to time talking to people. I lost money during the financial crisis. A lot of money, lost a lot of money during dot-com. And I think if you really look at those situations, I think two things likely have happened. Either they own really poor, you know, low-quality businesses. They were speculating, one. Number two, they sold when prices were down. If you own high quality businesses, great businesses, pay reasonable prices, and you don't sell when prices go down, it's the probability of you losing money over a long period of time, I think is pretty low. It's not zero, but I think it's pretty low. Yep. Yep. And then, and then filling your gas tank, right. That we talked about a few weeks ago that a few clients like to say, which is putting money to work in markets like this. That's, the other way to ensure that you number one don't lose money over time or or that you buy at the right price, right? So yeah, that's exactly um, what Buffett says and Munger yeah. all the time as they talk about when the market prevent presents opportunities, being able to take advantage of those opportunities. And I can think about some opportunities that I was faced during 08 and 09 during the financial crisis. And it did have a big impact, not only in my bottom line, my balance sheet, but also in our, on my clients' balance sheets mm-hmm. in a positive way that they were able to put money to work during those opportunities, even though it didn't, in the March of 09, it didn't seem like an opportunity. You know, the last two years, the market had been, year and a half, the market had been going down consistently every day. It seemed like every day. And uh, but being able to put money to work during those times actually had a real positive impact on, you know, my financial well-being over the long term and also my clients. Yep. Yep. And which is what we're doing now. We've had a lot of clients send us money last week, which is great. Yeah. So I'll, I'll still I'll still align from a great American Ben Franklin. And this pertains to financial planning. It also pertains to what we do, Brian, which is portfolio management, which is if you fail the plan. Plan to fail. Pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. Right. So it's important for our clients to know. And even those that are retired, we have a strategy. Um, those that are in the, in the accumulation phase, we have a strategy. We're implementing it. Yeah, this stinks, but this too shall pass. And that's the important thing to understand. We'll get through this. And we hope as we do that your wealth has compounded even more. So with that, my friends, uh, thank you for putting up with and, the Zoom uh, podcast today. Brian, you there? Oh, I'm there. Yeah, you cut, out, you cut out for a second. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, no, just uh, just wrapping things up. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Brian, any final words? Just, uh, yeah, these difficult times. Again, think about the long term. And uh, if you have money on the sidelines or have – cash this this could be an opportunity i think it will be i mean it definitely is an opportunity i don't know if it's the it's the best opportunity meaning stock prices could get cheaper and then maybe better opportunities but again that goes to timing which is so hard if you find something that makes sense a good business at a reasonable price um and you and you think it makes sense then i i think you invest despite trying to predict what the market's going to do 
Yeah. Yeah. Look five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. All right, my friends, thanks for uh, joining us today. Until next time. And remember, when the market falls 6% in a day, the best thing to do is to go golf or go for a hike, get some vitamin D, right? And relax. We got you covered here at Iron Gate. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. This is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized financial advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's financial situation is unique, and the topics discussed on this broadcast should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized advice. Specific financial securities discussed are not intended to address any listener's particular financial situation and should not be considered recommendations. This is for educational purposes only. For more information, please contact Iron Gate Global Advisors at info at or by calling 888-591-0334.